Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sap and Chance. I am your host, Bobby Sampson. Joined with me in the horrible colors of the Oilers, Mr. Chance Michael. How are you, my friend? I'm doing wonderful. What about yourself? Can't can't complain, man. Actually, of all the Alberta teams, I think I I have no issues with Edmonton. I can't stand Calgary. Don't like Calgary. No, no, I don't care for them either. No. um, Oilers, yeah, they were pretty good. I liked them back in the day. Um, I guess it was that Gretzky effect, right? As a little kid. Yeah, that's what made me like them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, I was born a Habs fan, so I never got a chance to actually like the Oilers. So, no, and they never, uh, they do. I, I mean, history aside, I was just born into it. Like, I, I, I never really chose them, it was kind of chosen for me. But, anyways, what a week in boxing we had, my friend. Uh, it was three big fights, four actually. Well, there was a lot of big fights, man. I mean, throughout the whole day, let's let's get started, let's go straight to yep. England and uh. Cover the all-female card. I mean, the card itself was really good. You had uh, three three Olympians fighting in the undercard, uh, which was really cool to see. The O2 yeah. was sold out. I mean, these women put on a great show. But let's get to the two main fights here. Let's start with Michaela Mayer and Alicia Baumgartner. Uh, split decision here. A lot of people feel that Michaela won. Michaela feels that she won. You know what? I'm going to go on the other side. Feel? I feel that Alicia Baumgartner got the job done. I mean, I think it was the right call. Michaela, yeah, you know, she 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 stood steadfast and whatnot, but I think Alicia took more of the risks. Uh, she came out a little bit harder. You know, Michaela saying that she felt that she thought she lost. You know, she could see it in her eyes at the end of the fight and whatnot. But um, at the end of the day, I think they got it right this time. I really do. I mean, they did. The judges got it right. Yeah. You know, I, I, she she outpunched her. So, I mean, yeah. if, if if you're not going to count punches landed and whatnot, then what's the point of throwing any punches, I say? <laughs> no, fair enough. I agree with you. Right? Uh, so, from that perspective, yeah, absolutely. She definitely, she didn't dominate, but yeah. she, she got the job done. And, you know, maybe Michaela needed to do more. She needed to kind of, you know, she was coming in with the bigger name. So, maybe the judges were expecting to see more from her, more, more, power punches which she did throw more of but maybe she needed to do a bit more i don't know what the judges look for per se when they're you know scoring these cards or not are they looking for aggressiveness are they looking for someone in the last 10 seconds of the fight who's coming in with that one power punch is that what they're remembering you know so you know from that perspective again i just feel that michaela could have done more in that sense to kind of build her case she she didn't coast but she didn't put herself in that dominant position i felt i agree with that analysis actually uh, she didn't dominate but she did enough to win yeah and and you know i think alicia baumgartner was showing more heart and she was you know kind of i like her i i you know maybe that's just the other thing i'm a big i've become a big fan of this girl like i think she's really cool i think she's an awesome puncher um you know the fight against terry hatcher before this she dominated so i mean the girl's legit um in terms in terms of a rematch, I love the fact that she said, nah, I'm not going to give her a rematch. It's time to move on. I want to unify. Like, I like when, like when fighters say that. You don't always want to see the same fights. Let's move on and see somebody different. You won the fight, fair and square. She wants to go undisputed, right? And the only way to go undisputed is go for that next belt. You can't go backwards. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Michaela's talking about moving up. She wants to fight Katie Taylor. So, I mean, maybe this is the opportunity for her to build up her legacy in another division. Yep. Right. All right, so that's that fight really quickly here. Uh, next fight, that main event of that card at the O2, sold out in London, by the way, man. Sold out. Yeah. That was really cool. Uh, Clarissa Shields, the quote. And you know what? After this fight, 
she definitely is the greatest woman of all time. Uh, Savannah Marshall, solid, solid fighter herself. These girls went back and forth, went the full distance. Uh, I think uh, Clarissa was saying she she couldn't see out of one of her eyes for about half of the fight, but you know she carried on. She did dominate. I mean, I think Savannah's a bit faster, but I think she also got caught up a little bit in all of it. You know, being the hometown girl, everybody wanting to see her win, whatnot. But Clarissa, she proved why she's the best. I mean, she won. She, she yeah. won handily, man. She won really, really I well. Think it's had, I just had it seven rounds of three or something like that for Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, so. she controlled the pace. She controlled everything. She got hit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, Savannah Marshall has more of the power, but the defensive prowess of Clarissa Shields kept her at bay. So yeah. ultimately, at the end of the day, I had the right people won here. Uh, you know, she avenges the only loss that she has on her record. And now she becomes the only man, female in boxing history to be undisputed in three different weight classes, my friend. It's a good good feat, but there's less competition on the women's side too, right? I mean, there wasn't many fighters, but still, was, it's, it's a good accomplishment. I, you know, it's a great accomplishment, man, regardless of where you're at, right? I mean, I think the men can learn something from the women. No, what I'm saying is... No, 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 I know I know what you're saying. Right? I know what you're saying. I think the men could... This could have been accomplished in the men's division if they start Good. whining and complaining about who they want to fight and who they don't want to fight and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, it, it is attainable. It's just if these guys would take a page out of the girls' books. Because the girls are fighting the fights that people want to see. They're fighting the right competition, right? No one's ducking anybody. Well, they're hungry. They want, to put their, they want to put women's boxing on the map, so they got to do these fights, which I don't blame them. They're doing a good no, job. And, and they're doing a great job. And, you know, in mm. some cases, I'll be honest, some of those girls' fights were better than the men's fight that night. Not not the main ones, obviously. Yeah. I think they held their own. But I'm talking the undercards and everything. Like, you know, just the women put on an amazing show there at the O2. Congratulations to them. Congratulations to the UK for putting this on. I hope America does something similar at one point here. There's just a lot of good talent there, brother. But hey, let's move on now. Let's get into the Barclays Center. I thought we'd just talk about these two fights pretty quick because they happened. Well, not the Anthony Durrell and Kayla Plant. They were um, saying Anthony Durrell, Caleb Plant fighting all the boxing writers and columnists. I was following along with Twitter and stuff. They were saying one of the before the knockout, one of the worst fights they've ever seen. It was it was that bad. I didn't think it was quite one of the worst fights I've ever seen, but it wasn't great. No, I, I I don't. Well, myself personally, like I said, I mean it was the longest. Well, no, I guess the Haney fight was longer. But that being said, yeah. I mean it was a boxing match, right? I mean. I took some good shots out of it that from both sides, you know, both guys delivered a few shots here and there, but I mean, for the most part, I think, I think both guys were kind of being tentative. Uh, they weren't really putting their full, full, full front forward. I feel. Yeah, I agree. I just like, it, it was kind of a boring fight. I mean, it wasn't a lot of action. I don't think it was awful. And one of the worst fights ever, like Dan Raphael and all these guys said, but I mean, one thing I didn't like about Caleb Plant, he did knock him out. He won the fight, but I don't like that shoveling dirt on him. Like, it's a grave. I thought that was classless, dude. You just but, knocked the guy cold. Like, I don't like that. No, you know, I, I, I don't think... I respect for him for that. I don't think anybody liked him for that. Um, but then again, you know what? I can understand. Not, I'm not agreeing with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I know? But I can understand why he did it with all the, you know, 
things that Darrell was saying, you know, it was kind of a racist move on his part as well in some of the comments. When he said, I'll never let a white boy beat me. Exactly, exactly. Right? Bernard you know? Hopkins said that against Joel Kozak. <laughs> he lost to him when he said the same thing. But Well, that but that's the thing. I mean, you're empowering a guy. Like, it's bad enough, you know, okay, you're a white guy. Yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah? I mean, to be fair, man, I mean, your ancestors and your predecessors did all the evil shit to the people, yet mm-hmm. y- you have to pay the consequences for, for all those things. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like I, I can get away with so much more. Black people can get away with so much more. You can't say shit. Could you imagine if Caleb Plant said, I'll never let a black guy beat me? He wouldn't, the fight would be called off. No, exactly. Fight. Exactly. Like, okay, here's an example. Now I might get in trouble for some of this stuff I'm about to drop here, but you know what? I'm Bobby Sampson. So here's how it goes straight up, man. You got black man magazine. Yeah. Right. And people are proud to have black woman and black man magazine, brown man magazine, you know, like Punjab magazine, whatever you want to call it. Right. Yeah. We can, we can publish that and everyone be like, yeah, right on. Way to go, people. If you came out with white guy magazine, God, it would be, be loud. It, no, man, it wouldn't even make it to the press. No, you wouldn't even make it. You would so be destroyed. Back of your truck, you, you, you would be destroyed, bro. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's I, lose sad. My job. I might even lose my job. And that's sad. That's really, really unfortunate. I mean, why? And this is coming from a colored guy who's dealt with tons of racism. And when Mm -hmm. I say I've dealt with racism, I really feel that the older generations dealt with racism. I don't think this generation really really understands what racism is or what it actually stands for. It's like mental health. It's racism, mental health, um, equal rights. It's all watered down now. Yeah, I was about to say that the word race has been so diluted because somebody doesn't agree with you, oh, he's racist. No, he just doesn't like what you said. doesn't mean it's because of the color of your skin. Absolutely. Like, when we were growing up as children, and I keep saying we, I mean, you know, I'm a little, little more ahead than you are. So let me put this in context. You live in Brownville. 100%. Where you're the minority. 100%. Okay, so when I was going to school as a kid, okay, I was a legit minority. Mm-hmm. There was four other South Asian kids in my school, including myself. There was four of us in total. Yeah. But three of them were in grade three or lower. I was already in grade six. Gotcha. So growing up my whole life, I only grew up with the white guys. Yeah. Right? You know, and, and that's reflective of the kind of person I am, I guess, in essence. Whereas yourself and majority of people younger than me five to six years younger than i am that's when he saw an influx of a lot of ethnicity coming into the school systems you go to my sister school like my sister and i graduated from the same high school five years apart right when i graduated there was 20 brown kids when she graduated there was over 450 plus yeah right there was no shortage so when, when people talk about racism and stuff like that, we dealt with racism. Racism, man, in my opinion, is when you're walking down the street and some guy calls you a Punjab, a Hindu, or whatever, you know, you're derogatory. Reminding your own business, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it, it was free to say. They just would say it. They wouldn't even think about it. No. Now you can't. That's, that's when it was happening. And we were we couldn't do anything about it either because at that point there was only... You know, one of us and five white guys. So he never stood a chance. <laughs> and no camera phones, no social media recorded or anything, right? No, not at all, man. Like I got beaten up and, and tossed around and, you know, whatnot. But hey, that's okay. That, that's, that's, that's the way it is. But point of it all is, I think that Caleb had to wrap it up and get it back to where we're supposed to be going here. Yeah. Caleb Plant probably felt 
slighted by that like comment. You, dude, here, not, you yeah. know, here you go, right? I mean, granted, he knocked out a 37-year-old man on his last couple of Yeah, I don't blame him for doing it, but I thought he should have took the high road, but he could have taken the high road, but the emotion, man. I mean, yeah, yeah, that yeah, ring yeah, and, and what have you. Yeah. But he hit him hard, man. He was out of his feet before he hit the ground. That Darrell was Andy Darrell was oh, that was savage. Absolutely. Well, let's go to the main event of the night of that card. Where if you went to grab a beer from the fridge, the fight was over. Holy crap. Well, I mean, it, it almost lasted a full round. It went yeah, into almost. what, like 10 seconds left in the first round. We're talking about Deontay, the returning Deontay Wilder against Robin Hellenius. Um One punch. One punch. Good night. His former right. sparring partner, too, so they know each other pretty well. Well, we were talking, you know, when we were previewing this fight, the one thing that we we were talking about was, did Tyson Fury write a book on how to beat him? Mm-hmm. And I think Robert Hellenius read it because he was doing all the right things. He, He's trying he, to, yeah. He was trying to. He was getting Wilder to walk back. He was, you know, walking him down. Um, bro, can I ask you a serious question here? Like, I've watched the replay a thousand times. I'm sure you've watched the replay yeah, a thousand times. Is the guy that powerful that he doesn't even have to fully extend his arm? It felt like a short punch. Yeah, he's that. Yes, he's that powerful. I know it's crazy. Like it, probably the head, probably his best right-handed heavyweight boxing of all. Like time. I, I'm, I'm not calling fix, but I almost felt like it was a fix in a way because, I mean, when I looked at that right shot come, like first of all, in real time, you didn't even see it. I didn't. No, no, you right? couldn't. He's just then, down. And then when I looked at it in the pre in the uh, replay, the one from behind Deontay, so you're actually seeing it, you know, him throw the punch. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a full punch. No, dude, I think he hits that hard. And I think, you know, Robert's jaw, and he's on, what is he, 37, 38? Yeah. His chin's gone, I mean, but that was, that's how hard Deontay can hit. Okay. You don't got a good chin, you're going down. It's no, scary. no, fair enough. And then, you know, I'm not like, I'm not one to call a fix or anything, but I swear to God, that looked too easy. It could be, you never know. That, that, that punch, that punch just looked too easy. Yeah, he's right there and moving his out. Right. I mean, considering that he didn't really throw much other than that one punch. I mean, wow. Oh, it was crazy. And uh, like I was saying on a previous show, they're putting Robert there just as a two-minute fight, just to catapult uh, Deontay back to fight, you know, Joshua or, or Wilder. Or well, okay. Or so, Wilder, right? Well, I think basically what they're going to order next month at the uh, WBC conference that they have or whatever they're going to order um, Ruiz versus Deontay to determine He'll knock him out easy. That's not a problem at all. But here's the problem I had with all of it. Um, the commentators, yeah. analysts, everyone. Oh, he's back. He's back. Yeah, he's back. But you know what? He still will lose to Fury. Yeah, he just beat up an old guy who's, you know, had no chance in the fight. No, you know, and, but he's but, not back. Like they put him, they gave him that fight just so they could say that they knew he was going to crush this guy. It was a tune-up fight. It shouldn't even have probably happened. No, no, it shouldn't have happened. But I mean, the reality it is, is, is people forget what this man went through with Fury. <laughs> with Fury, you know, like I mean, we're we're talking 12, 7, 12, 19 plus ten is what twenty nine, almost thirty rounds. These guys yep. fought, right? And it was evident in all 30 rounds. Yeah, he tagged him. Yeah, he put him down. I'm talking about Deontay against Fury. But how many other guys can take those punches and get back up? I don't know anyone else except Fury. That's the only man that can do that. 
That's the only man that can do that. So has Deontay improved? I don't know because there was nothing there to see. Can't hard to tell, right? He just literally was like, a, right? He barely broke a sweat, right? Like, I mean, I think the most exciting thing about Deontay Wilder was watching him in the post-fight press conference. Like, that's one emotional dude. I cannot help not like him. I do like him a lot. I, I, I you know, I'm a big yeah, fan of Deontay that. Wilder. I think, you know, I'd love to hang out with the guy. I think he, his emotion and, and everything he brings. I mean, he's he's a, genuinely a good man. Yeah, I agree with that. But I don't know if he's that great of a boxer that they make him out to be. I'm sorry to say, bro. Like, yeah, yeah you've knocked everybody out. But when, when you actually fought someone with skill, you couldn't get the job done three times. Yeah. I hope right. we don't ever see a fourth fight. There's no need for that. He finished him off twice. There's no need for a fourth fight. But It'll be nothing but a money grab. Unfortunately, if it well, let's, let's talk about Tyson Fury and the fight that he's about to have on December third against Derek. Did you watch that conference today? A little bit of it. I saw a little bit of it. I haven't fully watched it. There's something I want to say about that. I hope that Tyson Fury isn't on coke again. He seems he seemed pretty good. He actually saying, uh, "I'll give a quick review," but they stood a little stare down. He basically, said, "I'm not going to name call this guy to shit talk him because he's got big balls to fight me when." Uh, Joshua is too scared. Usyk's too scared to fight me. This guy's actually going to fight. Chisor always said, I'm going to fight Fury or a big star on my, on my way out the door. So it's probably Chisor's last fight. He wants a payday. I mean, Fury's already beat him twice. Fury's going to knock him out. But he said, I'm not going to insult this man because at least he'll get in the ring. And uh, uh, Joshua and Usyk are too scared to fight me. Yeah, no, like I said, I haven't got that far into it. It was a classy, it was a classy thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in the first 10 minutes that I watched, and I've seen a couple other clips now of, of Tyson Fury. He looks really high strong, bro. Like he's really doing the coke again. Maybe if he is, he's gonna get caught in the drug test. I hope not, man, because either his personality is really, you know, he just looks really jittery. His eyes are just wide open. Like I I think that's his kind of guy. I think he's clean because he's the kind of guy where if he's gonna bench, he's like a former addict, he's gonna go all out. But he can't just have a couple lines, right? No, 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 but that's it. Like that's what I'm saying though. But just the way he looked, he looked kind of I don't know, man. I, I hope I'm wrong. Maybe it was just the impression. I don't that think I got. he is, but I'm not saying that you're wrong. But he'll get caught no, in the drug test. No, no, no. I, I gotta, I gotta go back. I, like I said, I'm about ten minutes into the press conference. I, you know, and I just had to. Uh, it was nothing it amazing. It wasn't your classic theory, you know, calling them shithouse bums and stuff. It was none of that. It was nothing but respect yeah. because he's fighting them. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and Johnson obviously wanted no part of theory. The fight would have happened, right? Yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. Well, I, mean, I don't blame the guy. I don't blame him either, but I mean, I, I think they could have found a better opponent. Honestly. I think that Fury, when he beats Derek, he'll eventually in the new year, he'll fight you sick and forget it on him. Let's hope. Let's hope they figure this out, man, because I mean, once again, the heavy division seems to be at a standstill. I mean, these fights need to be made. I'm, you know, especially the biggest division, the division that everybody knows about the most. Yeah, the most popular the, division. The most popular division in all of sports. Is the heavyweight boxing division in terms it's not of about just two sports. big guys fighting that people love it, right? Even though I prefer it. lighter weight guys for excitement, but something about two big men fighting. Well, it's just this is power. It's yeah. just two behemoths. Like you, you the unexpected is supposed to happen when big men get into the ring and start to throw down, does. right? You know, so I mean, I, I think they need to figure this out quickly because there's a lot of heavyweights in the wings that that aren't getting opportunities. There's a lot of guys that have been screwed out of opportunities yeah. because of four guys. Yeah, and I'm disappointed in Josh and his team. They should have took this fight and made this happen. You could have made this happen. You know what I mean? Like, well, how come Tesoro was made just like that, but you couldn't no, make it with Josh? Because, well, he didn't the, want the fight. 
it's a clear indication to me now more than ever that Joshua was created in a lab. Yeah. And he can only fight certain caliber. You go in against Joshua, that's going to be three in a row. You you basically lose. Eddie Earn loses his meal ticket. Yeah, I don't blame him for not doing the fight. Right? Like, I mean, at the end, of, but but this is this is not the first time. I mean, the only reason uh, Fury and Deontay happened is because they couldn't get the fight done with he Joshua. Do it. Yeah. Right? He didn't want to fight him then. Right? <sighs> Every everybody, I mean, outside of the one fight against um, Klitschko, which you know was again, he was at just one yeah. foot out the door. I mean, quite frankly, Joshua hasn't fought anybody he's supposed to fight. No, and now what's he gonna do? So you just duck Fury. What are you gonna do? You're gonna fight Wilder? Look out, Dandy. He's gonna he's gonna knock you into the front row. So either way, he's gonna have to fight Fury or Wilder or retire. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, that's it. Or he's just going to take stupid fights and fight journeymen. And, you know, that's that. I mean, that's the end of Anthony Joshua, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, let's yeah. see what happens. But, hey, let's wrap this up with the final fight of the night. Let's go to Australia. Um, wow. Domination. Uh, you know what? Yeah, eventually it became a domination. And here's where I'm going to go with this right now. I, I mean, I can understand. So, so George Cambosis came out in the fight. You know, trying something very different. He tried to go south by. He kept trying to switch back and forth. Uh, yeah, it confused him a little bit for the first couple of rounds. And he couldn't establish anything, you know, really strong, you know, kind of any momentum or anything. But by the third round, he kind of figured him out. And this is where I think George made a mistake, in my opinion. And again, I'm I'm just here. I'm an analyst. Yeah, we're analyzing what we right? see. Come you know, as we see it. It looked too controlled. His movement looked too mechanical. It's like this is what he practiced in the gym. That transition from south power back to back to you know his regular stance. The mm -hmm. movement was so predictable. You know, after every time okay, he you figure it out, then you just exactly. Off you know, and that's the unfortunate part. Like you know, I love the concept. I love the idea of what he was trying to do, but he made it too easy for, for Haney to figure out. At least this time, Kambosa was a little more competitive. He still lost, you know. Bro, I thought he got way more beaten up in this one. Yeah, I think he was trying to be a little more aggressive, so Haney just tagged him more and more and more, right? And right. He looked more beat up in this one. I thought Kambosa um, was going to go down, but he stayed up. Well, here's the other part that I was going to come to here. So Haney couldn't put him down, and I could, you know, and Andre Ward had said during the fight that he needs to attack the body more, something that he... Uh, Haney admits that, yeah, he should have done that a bit more. Um, mm -hmm. You know, maybe if he had worked the body a bit more, maybe that would have brought him down. Maybe that would have done something. Maybe, yeah. But now I'm thinking, okay, so Haney barely made 135. You know, like it's hard for him. So yeah. does he fight Lomo? Because Lomo's fighting next, right? He fights uh, yeah. in a couple of weeks or this week. 29th, same week. as yeah. Jake Paul and Silva, yeah. Right, right. So Lomo's fighting on the 29th, right? He should win that one. Sure, that count. so that should set up the fight with Lomo and Haney if, if that's That'd be know, huge. That'd that would be, huge. be a huge fight right and I don't think Haney would be ducking him because he was trying to make the fights with him before and Lomo wasn't really buying into it right yeah they were saying there's about three or four opponents that Haney wants uh, Ryan Garcia, Tank Davis and Lomo yeah, yeah. The next. So well those would be the next three guys right I mean yeah but I don't know. I'll tell you right now. I love Lomo, and like he's got 
he's one of my favorite players to watch. But if, you, if you're going to make me bet, put some money down, I think Kane's going to beat him just because he's a little bit younger, a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. I don't know. It's going to be a hell of a fight. I think Katie would beat him just based on his defensive skills. Yeah, um, this is this is where I'm going to question him a little bit. Now it's his power. This is where I'm kind of scared. If he moves up in weight to 140 and stuff, do you think he'll do well up there? Because, I mean, he couldn't get the knockout on a real beaten up George Kambosa. I think he'll be okay at 140. I think he'll be okay. But, but if, you, to, I think enough, if you look at Kambosa and Haney, Haney just looks way bigger and stronger than him, right? Just like that played a part in this fight too. That did play a part, and absolutely. I just I mean, I wonder have, what he actually fought at. He probably is weighing one forty-five or something. To fight. Possibly, possibly. But my concern is with Haney moving up. Would yeah. he have the power to compete against those other guys that do have power? I don't think he'll be knocking them down, but he could win decisions. He win like decisions. He he, he's kind of like a Floyd, right? Kind of like a Floyd, a better, a better human being than Floyd. But yeah, like a Floyd style. Yeah. I think he's almost better than Floyd a lot in defensively. He looks good. He's only twenty-three, man. He's scary good. The guy's crisp. He's not even in his prime yet. That's no. the scary part. He's still a kid. He's crisp. Every part, he, he looks, it's fun to watch. He's one of my yeah. favorite fighters to watch. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, from a pure scientific, technical standpoint, you know, I think he's Great probably, guy, too. Yeah, I mean, I would love to, uh, I, I think we should have him on the show, hopefully, one of these days. Let's see what we can do. Um, nice. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, no, he he won 100%. I just, I'm just concerned by his power. I just don't know if he has the power necessary like he can go through all these other divisions with his defensive skills and whatnot mm-hmm. but at what point will his power cost him something that's a fair fair question yeah i don't think he quite has the power but i mean right? maybe he he's still young he's only 23 maybe he will like a to- if he goes up against a tank or something now i'm taking nothing away from george cambosos but we're talking of different caliber fighters when we're yeah. starting to talk about tank tank davis and when we're talking about ryan garcia but then again you know what i like ryan garcia a lot too but i still need to see him fight somebody credible yeah that's a thing he needs that but like who's his next fight they haven't even announced it yet he needs to fight some of the like you said somebody credible with some of the a-list fighters they always say he's the next thing he's the next thing we'll get in the ring and beat somebody then well we can say that about all of them really at the end of the day i mean let's think about it i mean who's tank really fought Nobody have none of that, none of the A plus players yet. Well, you know what? I would say there's six guys in that group that I would put all together. I would say Javante, mm-hmm. Haney, um, Shakir. Yeah, he's good. Garcia. Uh, Isaac Cruz. Yeah, Pitbull. And Tiafimo. What about your boy Lomo? Okay, take Tiafimo out, put Lomo in there. Sorry. I think Tiafimo's going to be back in the mix in a few more fights, though. I think he's coming awesome. back up. Well, he's already gone up to 140. That's what I, but I think he's going to get back into the mix of things. You're one more fight, he's going to be right back in the middle. Yeah, he'll be in the middle. But what I hear is what I'm saying. These are the six guys t- potentially at 135. Yeah. Right? Those six guys should have a tournament or something. That'd be cool. That'd be fun, right? I, Shakira Stevenson was making... Um, I, you know, a, a reference to that, you know, I kind of, that's where I kind of got it from. So, you know, Shakira was saying, yeah, the six of us should do something like, you know, 135 tournament or something. Cause I mean, he's moving up. I mean, Shakira's moving up from 130 to 135. Right. I mean, yeah, he's, he's going up that. there. So, I mean, Shakira, Shakira Haney, but would they ever fight? They're good buds. 
Hard to say. Yeah, probably that would not. be a solid fight, man. That would be a great fight. Speaking right? of good fight, Chris saying the week before the Super Bowl, February 4th, that uh, Crawford and Spencer are finally going to do it. I knew it wasn't happening. This year, we were saying the week before the Super Bowl, February 4th, is going to happen. I don't know if it will, but that's what they're saying. Well, let's hope it does. I mean, Earl Spence is kind of going off a little bit here. I was reading an article earlier today. Um, he's saying all the holdup is with Crawford. Could be. It's possible. Right? He goes, because of that fucker, I, I could have had a fought. I could have fought this November. Yeah, he's, he's, he's holding it off in this big fight, yeah. Right, and, you know, it's just he keeps pointing the finger back at Crawford, and Crawford hasn't really responded, so it makes me wonder, okay, well, how much is Crawford, you know, is he afraid of him, or is he just afraid of the clout? Like, <laughs> Maybe he's waiting him out. Maybe he's dealing with a little bit of an injury and trying to stall a bit. I'm not sure, but he's going to have to face the music eventually. Yeah. How does, this, how, how does the top 10 pound-for-pound pound guys work, man? So everybody has different promoters, and they work for different, you know, companies and stuff. So it's like I don't understand how David Devin Haney is not on that list. He might be now. He might be now. I haven't, I haven't checked it, but last he time he wasn't. Yeah, but he should be on the top of that list, near the top of that list. I mean, he's defended the. He became undisputed, won the titles, defended the titles, and he still can't make the list. Yeah, I know. I don't. Some of that list is just. Terrence Crawford fought once. Has he even fought in 2022? I know. And he's on the list still. Shakir Stevenson has fought twice this year, at least. Yeah. Right? Watched it, Inoua, yeah. Inoua is not fighting till December 13th. How does he keep making the list? I don't know. Maybe the boxing <laughs> writers that vote really like the guy. For what? I, yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand I don't what the criteria is. We got to find someone who knows how these rankings work and have them come explain it to us. And I don't even think they can explain it because it makes no sense. Well, <laughs> someone, has to, someone has to understand it because I think I, a bunch of the writers vote on it, right? And they kind of rank it from there. A few of the boxing what? writers. Makes no sense, man. Like I mean, a Hall of Fame vote. You know, you you know what? I am going to reach out to Mr. Dan Raphael and I'm going to ask him, would you please come on the Samp and Chance boxing pod to help us understand how this fucking works? Because I, don't and I can almost guarantee he's going to say, I have no idea. He'll say kind of the boxing writers vote and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but he's a boxing writer, so he must be voting too. So what's your criteria? Possible. Right? I'm going to check the list right now, actually. Yeah, please Let's do. Have updated. I mean, it should be updated. It's usually updated on the Tuesdays. Yeah. Let me pull this up here and see what we got. No worries. While we're looking at that, why don't I tell you guys that Combosis threw, <coughs> pardon me, only landed 100 of 417 shots attempted. Wow. Where Haney only landed, actually, you know, Haney only landed 147, but he threw 588. I mean, if you look at the total punch percentages, yeah. Haney, Haney only outpunched him by 1%. 25 to 24. Yeah, he's still but, on it, dude. I'm looking at it right now. But the volume, but is he on it? Terrence Crawford's still on it, dude. Number one? Number one still. Who's number two? Earl Spence. What's that? Who's number two? Let's go through the list. Take a guess. Number two would be Idoa. Yep. How come? What has he done? I don't know, dude. <laughs> Three is Earl Spence. Four is Canelo. Five is Fury. Usyk is six, Better Beef is seven, Bivol is eight, Lomachenko is nine, Shakur Stevenson is ten. No Haney. 
Not yet. Undisputed champion, won the title away from home, defended the title away from home in the same year. Crazy. And he still can't give up. Sorry, whose rankings are those you're looking at, by the way? That's ESPN. And this guy fights for fucking top rank. Yeah. They're close. You know, you they're know what they you know, you know, you know why they're doing this? Aram has a hard on for 90-year-old man. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you can still get it up. He gets it up for Lomo so hard. He said Lomo's one of his favorite fighters I've ever seen. Yeah, so yeah, I can good. almost get a sense of what they're trying to do here because Devin Haney only fought a three-fight contract. Mm-hmm. To get the shot against Combosis and whatnot. That's the only way they could have done it. They weren't going to work with Matchroom and Eddie Hearn to get this fight yeah. done. So he had to leave Matchroom and respect Eddie Hearns for, for letting him go. Yeah, that was nice of him. Right? Like, okay, go do your thing, bro. Right? With the hopes that he'll come back. And I'm pretty certain that he wants to go back to Eddie Hearn as soon as he can. Top rank, I think, wants to do the Lomo fight, thinking Lomo's going to kick his ass and take the titles. Could be. Might be what they're thinking, yeah. Right? But, but based on what you said, I think he can beat Lomo. I think he would be the favorite in that fight, for sure. Right? And I think that's what scares them right now. Like, they don't want him to leave with the belts. And Lomo's getting older. He's like 35, 34, 35 now. Well, he is. Right. You know, if that fight's going to happen, it won't happen until the new year, anyways, right? Yeah, it's not happening. I'm looking forward to Lomo's next fight. Yeah. So let's see what he looks like on the 29th. And don't forget, on the 29th, you got your boy Lavian Bell versus, um, what's that? A USC fighter's name. Um, I just watched their press conference. Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall. Yeah. Lavian yeah. Bell. Well, it's going to be an interesting night. I mean, I think October 29th is the next big, you know, Cluster of fights, not much this right? weekend, but 29th is a big one. Well, this Lomo's week, fighting Anderson Silva and Jake Paul. Yeah, this week and next week are kind of slow. Um, you know, things well, no, next week we the 29th. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. This week is kind of this slow. week is not much. Yeah, let me just bring up the schedule here really quick. Okay, so this Thursday, today, you got Floyd uh Schofield against uh Daniel Roja. Uh Friday, October 21st, Ali Ismailov against Rajadev Kajasik. Yep. <laughs> this Saturday, Mauricio Laura against Jose San Martin. That should actually be a good fight. I mean, yeah, as a are. boxing, as a boxing fan. That's Thanks. for the hardcores, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh Friday, October 28th, we have Guido Vinello against Jay McFarland, the heavyweights. Don't know much about that one. So no, I don't either. But then Saturday, we got uh, Joseph Diaz against William Cepeda. That's going to be a good fight. Jake Paul's Anderson Silva card. That's going to be a good fight. Vasily not Lomachenko. a bad card. No. Uh, Vasily Lomachenko against Jermaine Ortiz. That should be interesting. Um, and Ortiz got a chip on his shoulder, man. He does. Right? I mean, no one's talking about the fact that he's undefeated. Well, he's, he's going to be uh, He's He's a good fighter. But like I said, you can't take them lightly, right? I mean, everyone's on the Lomo train, Lomo train. And I love Lomo. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, me too. But, you know, let's find out. Katie Taylor against uh, Karen Elizabeth Carabajal. I said that wrong. I passed She's fighting this weekend? Yeah, no, this is all on the 29th, man. All on the 29th, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess after that, Dimitri Bivol against Gilberto Ramirez. That's on uh, November the 5th. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and basically that's it for the time being. I mean, there's a lot of fights. December 3rd, we got Fury and Chisora. December 3rd, you got Fury and Chisora. I mean, I don't know. Well, I don't know what to say. Fury, but... Not sure how to play that one out. I mean, it's just going to be... I think Fury's going to just... knock him out and him in retirement. It's a quick payday for Chisora. I don't. I mean, the guy's got heart. He knows he's going to get knocked out. No, no, I don't blame Chisora at all. I just, just think it's a waste of a fight. I think Fury just wants to stay active when he's going to fight Usyk next. Right? No, we wanted to fight him. He tried to fight Josh. I wouldn't do it. So he's like, oh, I'll fight Chisora. He'll fight me. And then kind of stay fresh for when he fights Usyk, I guess. Yeah, I would love to be a fly on the wall for that one, man, to understand what the fuck was so, going on with Fury and Joshua. Because, I, I I mean, even if this was the last fight... I think fight, Joshua didn't want to part of it. Well, Joshua would be smart to take the fight because, I mean, if Chisora is going to make... say, Let's just hypothetically say... Yeah. Chisora makes about two or two to four million dollars for this fight. He's okay. set. He's set for the rest of his life. If oh, yeah. Joshua were to fight him, he would have probably made 20 to 30 million. Easily. Because of his name. Of a year, well, it wouldn't even be close. No fight would even come close to this fight. This is yeah. even bigger than Spence and Crawford. It would be huge. Right. It would be massive. Do it. The money. Then that's on him, man. I know. You know. That's on him. Eddie Hearn will have all the excuses in the world, but they knew in the back of their minds we don't want to do this. But they know they can't do it because he won't win. Yeah. Right. And I mean, but then again, weirder things have happened. Who knows? You right? never know, Josh. Well, yeah, he's no slouch. I mean, it could, could, like you said, anything can happen out there. We're talking about the guy like he's like shit. I mean, he's yeah. not shit. He's no, a he's good, good fighter, but he's just not. Fighter. He's not. Always that... in great shape. Chiseled yeah. like a Greek god. You know. Well, you know, maybe that's the problem with him. Maybe he's too chiseled. Maybe he. Yeah, he, all that know? muscle, you get you tired. Muscle, you, huh? you would know this, right? I mean, how much oxygen is needed for your muscles? I don't know the exact the exact number, but the more muscle you carry, the, the slower you move. Right? You need more oxygen to function. Yeah, you need more, than, more muscle you have on. Right? So, I mean, maybe that's something, you know, I'm not saying go plump and fury style, but, I mean, maybe he needs to tone down a bit on Well, the, look at that. Look at all the NFL quarterbacks. None of them have good arms. All their arms are skinny, but they could still an MLB pitcher, they could still whale that ball. You know what I mean? They said they don't want their arms too big because they won't get as much motion. So well, it's, it's all about dexterity and and yeah. you know, extension, right? Exactly. So I mean, you show me a bodybuilder, like a, a top form bodybuilder who can wipe his own ass. Yes, never thought of that. Yeah, not many. Right? Yeah. How many of those guys can scratch that one itch in the center of their back? I mean, they're they're basically walking Trinosaurus Rexes. Yeah, a lot of pressure on their heart. Yeah, no, 100%, 100%. Um, anything happened on this day? Yes, actually, it did. What, uh, what happened on 20th, this day? 2000, Tyson fought Andrew Galata. wasn't a very good fight. I mean, three rounds. In the second round, Galata was telling his corner, I quit. I don't want to keep going. Yeah, that the one? Of the school, and they said, well, said, you want to keep going? You got some time? He said, no. After the fight, he had a broken bone in his face. He had a concussion and a herniated disc. Oh, wow. The funny thing is, even though Tyson got the TKO in the third round, he lost the fight. Why did he lose the fight? Test positive for marijuana after the fight. Fight was overturned. <laughs> yeah. So a three-round fight. The crowd is booing because he quit. Um, they want to see a bigger fight, you know, a longer fight. Glotto was a big boy in those days. Uh, but Tyson just smashed him. But yeah, he ended up no contest because he tested positive for marijuana after the fight. This is October 20th. 2000 so 22 years ago in detroit yeah i saw the fight a lot of people thought that he was having a nervous breakdown of sorts you know he just couldn't handle it anymore well i guess he got concussed in the fight 
Well, that broken bone in your face, you're hurting your disc in your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, unbeknown at the in the moment, a lot of people thought he had a nervous breakdown. I remember, yeah. right? You know, like oh, you know, this he was crying and he was upset mm -hmm. and he's kind of like, holy shit, like that that's some heavy stuff. Like that that goes beyond boxing. Yeah, you know, it was yeah. a real mental health issue. But then we find out it was a concussion that probably just made him cry. Herniated disc. The herniated disc and the broken eye socket. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's I mean, like that's it. But it ended up, he ended up not losing the fight, tapping me on the books. It's, 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 it's a nice little recipe for a fucking breakdown, I guess, right? So, yeah, pretty much so that he got smashed. But there you go. There you go. All right, Chance Michaels, man. Um, it's been great. Let's close out this week on a bang. Uh, not much going on, like we said. I mean, there are some fights this weekend, but they are for the hardcores. Next weekend's when it really picks up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. On a completely different, related note, guys, like and subscribe. Look at the bottom of the screen here. You'll see all our handles, and you'll know where to find us. Uh, also, Loft Country Wrestling is happening this. I was weekend. just about to say, if you want to meet Bobby Sanson and Chance Michaels, come to Aldergrove on Saturday. We'll be there. Absolutely. Uh, um, you'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah. All right. Fine. All right. <laughs> okay. Now, so, what time does the show start? Is show seven or six? Uh, well, I believe the doors open at six thirty, and the show starts at seven. Okay, good. Because I'll, I'll, be, I'll, yeah, I'll be there right at seven. Because okay. my kids are, we'll be there. Right. So we got that going on on Saturday, and then on Sunday, guys, if you're in Vancouver, come down to the Rio Theater to check. What time out. is that? At? Uh, it'll be in the afternoon. I think it's between somewhere between one and three o'clock. But guys, go to the realtheater.com, yeah, check it out. Uh, come down, support our friend Scotty Mack, support our good friend Rusty Nixon. Uh, please, yeah, for this amazing film. Called I, haven't, I haven't seen any clips or anything, but I'm excited to see it because I don't know what you've seen, but you, I haven't even seen it, so I'm excited to, yeah, see I it. got I lucky, it's be good, though. I got lucky to see the film even before Scotty did. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I I was really privileged and lucky to get a sneak peek at this film. And uh, I'll tell you what, Chance, it's good. I believe it. Yeah, Rusty does good work. Yeah, so. it's really, really good. It's really enjoyable. Uh, I haven't seen the final cut. So the cut I saw was the editor's cut. Okay. So, you know, I'm sure it's pretty close to what I saw, but I mean, it, it was really fun. It's, it's a really fun film. Guys, if you have nothing going on, I think it's going to be raining this weekend. So Loft Country, a nice place to stay nice and dry. And Sunday afternoon, downtown, you know what? Come check it out. We'll be there. I'll be there for both occasions. So, yeah, try to make it yeah. happen, guys. Um, on that note, I am Bobby Sampson. I'm always joined with my man, Mr. Chance Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And in the words of Ed Whalen, the immortal Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Samp and Chance. Have a great evening, everybody. And hey, until we talk to you again, please be safe and enjoy the weekend. Samp and Chance out. Good night.